Welcome to Ministry by Mail, a weekly sermon publication of the Church of the Lutheran Confession. Our sermon for New Year's Day is by retired Pastor David Schierenbeck of Berea Lutheran Church in Invergrove Heights, Minnesota. Our theme is, Faith is Being Sure of God's Power, Love, and Promises. It is based on Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 through 3 and 8 through 16. New Year's grace, mercy, and peace be to each one of you from God your Father in heaven and from your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Word of God, which I've selected for our consideration this evening, we find recorded in excerpts from the early part of Hebrews chapter 11, reading beginning at verse 1. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it the people of old received their commendation. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith he went to live in the land of promise as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. By faith Sarah herself received power to conceive, even when she was past the age, since she considered him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one man and him as good as dead, were born descendants as many as the stars of heaven and as many as the innumerable grains of sand by the seashore. These all died in faith, not having received the things promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar and having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. For people who speak thus make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. If they had not been thinking of that land from which they had gone out, they would have had opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country, that is, a heavenly one. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. These are the words, Holy Father, sanctify us through your truth. Your word is truth. Amen. In the name of our precious Savior, who, thank God, is the same yesterday and today and forever, dear New Year's worshipers, I truly believe that the greatest gift that you and I are going to carry forth from this year to the new year is the gift of of faith. I say gift because faith is not something that we possess inherently within ourselves by nature. Nor is faith something that we can somehow acquire on our own. Faith is a gift. A gift that comes down from heaven above, from God, through his Holy Spirit, working through the power of the gospel, working in our hearts. It is a gift that is absolutely essential 
to spiritual life and to salvation. Now faith, in and of itself, simply means trusting or having confidence in someone or something. And so faith becomes vital only in connection with the object of faith. One of our pastors many years ago delivered a paper entitled The Danger of Overemphasizing Faith at the Expense of the Object of Faith, whom we know is Jesus Christ. So when we're talking about faith, we're talking about faith in the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior. Many have faith in other people in many things, but such faith is truly misplaced when it comes to spiritual matters. The gift of faith is a gift that not only justifies me, Scripture says, I'm justified by faith, by grace I'm saved through faith. It's not only that, as great as that is, but it's a way of life. It's a perspective that sees not just the physical, but the spiritual. Not just the here and now, but the eternal as well. And so the Apostle Paul summarizes it this way. We walk by faith and not by sight. We do not walk by sight, by what we see with our physical eyes. We do not walk by reason or logic. We do not walk on the basis of our emotional feelings. We do not walk on the basis of public opinion. We walk by faith and by faith alone. And these are the thoughts the Lord would lay upon our hearts this evening as we consider the words of the book of Hebrews from chapter 11. Faith is being sure. Sure of what? Sure of, first of all, God's mighty, creative, and redemptive power in the past. How much of your faith is based on something that happened in the past? It's interesting that this great chapter of faith begins in verse 1 with mentioning creation. Faith is being sure of what we hope for, certain of what we do not see. And so it's being sure that God created the world and the universe. In connection with the recent call home, to Dr. David Menton, it brought back some memories for me. I think it was about six times during my ministry that he visited congregations and made his various presentations. He was truly a gifted spokesman for creation truth and a gifted apologist in exposing the fallacy and the falseness of evolution. But he himself, if he were here, would tell you this. His faith, as well as our faith, does not rest on scientific convictions, but rather rests on faith. Faith is the assurance that God created the world. By faith we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God. But our faith rests not only on Genesis 1, which is the opening of God's great revelation to mankind, but faith rests on everything that God has revealed to us in his word. Beyond creation, fall into sin. That first gospel promise. The repetition, as is mentioned in our text, of those promises made to our patriarch fathers and to the prophets. 
concerning the coming Messiah and the seed of the woman. And then when the fullness of the time was come, faith believes the Christmas story. Faith believes that God came into the flesh, that the Son of God became man, that he became our representative and our substitute, that he did what we could never have done, that he lived and died and rose again and ascended into heaven for us and for our salvation. And that truth continues as our Lord rules through the two millenniums that have happened since the Christmas story. He continues to preserve his word, his gospel, his church among us. He continues to guide and control the affairs of men for the welfare of his precious children and his precious church. Our faith rests securely and confidently in these not just historical truths, but divinely revealed scriptural truth, these soul-saving and life-changing truths of his word. But faith does not stop there. Faith is also being sure of God's loving and supporting presence in our lives today. Saving faith is the most valuable treasure on the face of this earth. Trusting God and his promises are the dominant and vital theme of Christian life as well. Whatever God says in his word, whatever promise God makes, whatever guidance and counsel God provides in any given situation, whatever calling the Lord places before us and sends our way, his children by faith always believe always listen, always obey, always follow. Isn't that exactly what the writer of the Hebrews says of Abraham? By faith, Abraham gave up his comfortable life in Haran simply because God called him and asked him to go down to this strange unknown land to begin a new people and a new nation. By faith, Abraham went. And by faith, Abraham believed God's promise that he would bear a son. Even in his old age, he and Sarah believed. Even though Sarah herself had her moments of weakness, as we all do. They believed that God would keep his promise, and he did. And later on, we're told that even when Abraham was called upon to sacrifice his only son, by faith, Abraham was willing to do that, knowing God's promise that Isaac was the one, was the one who would carry on the Messianic family. And Abraham knew that if he even killed Isaac, God would raise him up from the dead. May that be our faith as well. Faith begins with saving trust in the promises of God concerning his son, Christ Jesus. Faith is the greatest gift that we can be given. But believing in Jesus as our Savior is something also that is said about Abraham. The greatest statement made about Abraham is repeated several times in Scripture. Abraham believed God, and God credited it to him for righteousness. That's what's happened to each one of us. 
We have believed his gospel promise and it has been credited to us for righteousness so that our sins are forgiven, so that we stand righteous in Christ before Almighty God. But it doesn't stop there. It spills over and it carries over into every aspect of our life. If you look upon these summaries of the life of the Old Testament believers found in Hebrews 11, they almost read like an epitaph. And yet, isn't that epitaph the same one that could be said of us? By faith, we have become children of God, or became children of God, many of us through the washing of holy baptism. By faith, we grew in grace and in the knowledge of our Savior, often through his earthly angels or agents who we sent in our families, in our churches, in our schools. By faith we have been led to believe and to follow the truth of his word in all areas of our lives, even if it involves pain and sacrifice, even if it is rejected by many. By faith we trust God's promise to be with us in the coming year, even if there be times of trial and suffering, even if we don't understand God's ways or God's plans, we say, as the Lord reminds us, his grace is sufficient for us. By faith, we look forward to the day when the Lord will fulfill his promise to us to be with us in the very shadow of death and take us home as our faithful shepherd. With Abraham, we look forward to what is called here a better country, the heavenly one. So it's true that on this New Year's we look back, we look at our present lives and the coming year, and we look beyond that to our eternal future. And we're sure of that as well by faith. Faith is being sure of what you hope for and certain of what you do not see. As far as we're concerned, Everything God has promised for our eternal future is guaranteed. It is as sure a thing as everything that has already happened because to God it doesn't matter. Our God's eternal. He's not bound by time. And so his past accomplishments, if you will, are as true and valid as his future promises. Think about that for a moment. Think about the difference between you and the children of this world. On this night and in their lives, there are so many people that are looking for the very thing that our Lord is offering to them. Confidence. Confidence in the future. There's so many who don't know who to believe, don't know what to believe, not only regarding the pandemic, but most importantly regarding spiritual matters. They don't know who they can trust, who they can believe, what's going to happen in the future. And they would do anything, many of them, if they could have that confidence. Our calling is to share that confidence with them. God's children are sure of what they hope for. We, like Abraham, and every believer before us, are living in faith when we die. On our deathbed, even right now, we have not yet received fully the things that God has promised to them. 
We've only seen them from a distance. We've only seen them from afar. We know that we are aliens and strangers on this earth looking for and looking forward to that better country, that heavenly one that he promises. And on the very moment of our death, we will awake to that glorious life in the eternal city. And I'm struck by that phrase, whose architect and builder is God himself. You know, builders and architects on this earth are often two different groups of people. That's two different callings. To imagine God designing and building our universe. Imagine our God designing and building the plan of salvation that he has so marvelously carried out for us this Christmas and in our Christian lives. Imagine the God being the architect and builder of the heavenly city, a city without foundations, a city that's not bound by time or anything else the city with eternal foundations, that new Jerusalem, that new heaven and earth wherein dwells righteousness, that's our future. When I was younger, I was struck by the fact that this chapter, which was called by one of my professors, the heroes of faith, I have to be careful, we understand that correctly, all began with this phrase, by faith. But it wasn't just this phrase, by faith, it's where it was placed in the sentence. It is the beginning of each sentence of Hebrews 11. By faith we walked. By faith we lived. The emphasis is on that gift of faith that the Lord has given to us in Christ our Savior. It is used 17 times in Hebrews chapter 11. And so as we close out the year 2021 and begin a new year, 2022, and as we perhaps celebrate something like year 6,000 of our world's existence, isn't it comforting and isn't it wonderful to know that the most important things in our lives are rock solid because they come to us from our God in his revelation and from his promises. Like the patriarchs of old, like the prophets of old, like the Old Testament believers, you and I are very different from them in many different ways, even as we're very different from one another in many ways, in our personalities and makeup, in the fact that we have different circumstances in our lives, we have different things that are going on, different struggles that we face, and yet, with all of these differences, you and I have the most important, the most vital, and the most wonderful things in life in common, by faith. We believe, by faith we live, by faith we walk, by faith we face the future. May the year 2022 be for each of us a year of grace, a year of God's comfort and assurance to each of us of his love and of his steadfast care for us. God grant this for Jesus' sake. Amen. This has been a publication of the Church of the Lutheran Confessions Ministry by Mail. Visit clclutheran.org for more information. For print copies of this or other sermons, please visit lutheransermons.org.